Welcome to the family with Andy Rappernard and Cassie Schrader. Of course, uh, the women in my life, uh, Alex and Catherine, aren't here yet. Shock of the century. <laughs> we'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. Ooh, there you go. There's a great song to kick it off. I like it. We are bodies. Yeah, the Rolling Stones. Now we're talking. I love that that one documentary. What was it? 50 Feet from Stardom? 20 Feet. Or is it 20 Feet from Stardom? Oh, that was a great documentary. And how how she went and sang the background vocals for this and her curlers. Wearing curlers. (laughs) She's got her curlers in her hair. What was Darlene Love? Is that her name? No, I don't think it was Darlene Love that oh, did it. Darlene Love? Who the hell was it again? Because she's terrific in there. Darlene Love is the one that sang that Christmas song. Oh, that's right. That yeah, was like right. her only one big hit, but she yep. did a lot of background vocals. Yeah, the, God, what is that a woman's name that sang on Gimme Shelter? Because her voice actually cracks in one part, and they just left it in like that. Yeah, I'll look it up. Magnificent. Ladies and gentlemen, despite $619 million spent to end homelessness around Los Angeles in 2018... The situation got worse. Over the last year, the number of people living on the streets and vehicles or shelters rose 12% to just under 59,000 in Los Angeles County and climbed 16% to 36,300 in the city itself, reports the Los Angeles Times. Shouts of shame on you, and that's an undercount 
were heard from homeless and housing advocates as the point-in-time count conducted annually in January was revealed at a Tuesday meeting of the County Board of Supervisors. Though 21,000 were placed in homes, many more were turned out per CNN. Young adult homelessness jumped 24% to 4,000, while the number of homeless families climbed 8% to 8,800. More than 1,600 of those families live on the street, as do 75% of homeless people in the country. Um, Here's the problem I have with all this. There are homeless people who need our help. There's no doubt about it. Mental, uh, Mental illness or drug addiction or whatever it is. But I have heard many young college kids say, what are you going to do when you get out of college? Well, I'm going to try being homeless for a year just to see yeah. what it's like. Why? That's, I know. The media somehow has romanticized it. They really have. Look, here's the deal with homelessness. I looked at this picture of Los Angeles. There are tents on the sidewalks, right on the sidewalks in the city of Los Angeles. There's garbage everywhere. You can't let people live like that. No. You know, I'm sorry. You're going to have to answer for it. You're going to pick up your crap. Uh, you know, if you're so severely mentally ill, hopefully you would be, you would be institutionalized or at least put in a, a caring home. And as far as drug addiction is concerned, you need to go through spin dry. And, and you know, I know it's a bitch for some of these. I understand this fentanyl. Once you try it, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard from, you know, several people. Well, I think I heard statistics, too, with heroin. You're addicted to it within five days. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yep, so. I could see that. So, look, yes, the homeless numbers are way up. A lot of that is from people who just want to see what it's like to be homeless, uh, which I think is disgusting. And also the other part of this that really upsets me is all these people that spent the $619 million and it did nothing and only got worse, all they're trying to do is buy your vote. That has nothing to do with you, the homeless, the drug addicted, the mentally ill. They don't care about you. They just want to make sure you vote for them. That's all this is. If people are intense on the street, it's very easy to kind of cordon them off and have them all vote the same way. It's disgusting. But, yeah, we got to do some of it. We, can't, we cannot allow people to live on the streets in tents. Get the dough. First of all, where did the $619 million go? Who is in charge and where is the money? Uh, yeah. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti, or Garcetti, he probably pronounces it, cites skyrocketing rents and statewide and uh, federal disinvestment in affordable housing, combined with an epidemic of untreated trauma and mental illness. But he says city investments, including $42 million to be spent on public health and street-based services, should help. Despite such investments, numbers across California are similarly dire as officials struggle to respond more forcefully to the state's abject lack of affordable housing, which is causing rental spikes, uh, uh, rental prices to spike. It notes that the account... Are they basically saying then that all people who are homeless now are either mentally ill or drug addicted? Is that what they're saying? I think that's what well, everyone wants everyone to think. It's yeah. largely true. What's largely true? There, a lot of them are drug addicted. I would say yeah, at least probably. the majority. Probably yeah. true in the mental illness part. Who knows? That's that's a tough. To prove someone is mentally ill is very difficult. Unless it's yeah. way over the top, then it's a lot easier. But look, it's a situation where all of these, you know, hipsters or whatever the hell are called these days that are trying to see what it's like to be homeless get the hell out of the street so they can get to the people who actually need help. You're in the way. Get lost. That's fair, isn't it? Get lost. Get lost. Hit the road, Jack. That's all oh, I'm saying. The background singer for Gimme Shelter is Mary Clayton. Mary Clayton, absolutely. With the curlers. Yes, with the curlers. She still had the curlers. Let's not forget <laughs> that.
magnificent. <laughs> There's some stories today that we got to get to a lot of these stories because they're unbelievable. Uh, for the second time in a month, a raccoon's death has gone viral. This time was the mayor of uh, Atmore, Alabama, who was caught on video beating a raccoon to death with a shovel. Oh, my. Then using the shovel to push its body away from the road. Jim Staff was on vacation in Gulf Shores at the time. And the woman who recorded the incident posted it on Facebook. Locals were outraged, saying the raccoon is friendly and was on the side of the road because residents often feed it. Don't do that. You know, once again, they wonder why these alligators are now going into people's houses. You know that alligator that went in that woman's kitchen? What? Mm -hmm. No. What? Well, you didn't know about that? A gigantic alligator. This alligator was huge, busted into someone's house, was was in their kitchen. When they finally uh, were able to get it out of there, they found out later that neighbors were feeding it. So it had no fear of humans at all. Perfect. You can't feed alligators (laughs) or raccoons. Don't do that. What is wrong with people? What happened? Why is everybody mentally ill now? Explain it to me. GMOs. Yeah, that yeah, must GMOs. be what it is. GMOs, absolutely. Uh, he first tried throwing a stick at the animal when it only retreated to a garbage can and kept staring at him. I took a shovel because I didn't know what the raccoon was going to do. At that point, he ran at me. That is when I hit the raccoon with a shovel, staff statement says. He adds that because he uh, then believed the raccoon wouldn't recover, he finished the job hitting it multiple times with a shovel until it was dead. I'm an animal lover, and I would never intentionally injure an animal, the statement says. Look. Does he is he supposed to know if the raccoon is is rabid or not? Is it really that easy to tell if a raccoon's rabid? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy. They act strangely. Yeah. You mean like you guys yep. act strangely yep. like that? You guys mm-hmm. are probably rabid. Well, they look they probably. look like they're on speed almost. They're just <clears throat> they like really up. and they're out during the day when they're normally out at night. Yeah, that's so. very very true. But look, lazy, stop feeding wild animals. It's not a good idea. Yeah, don't do that. It's going to cause major problems for them and for you. And it actually even, you know, people have good intentions like, oh, I have a bird feeder and blah, blah, blah. It's like, but then birds become reliant on the feed that you're feeding them. So if you don't, Mm -hmm. if you stop, if you move or something, and then the people that take over your house don't feed them, then the birds can die. Because then they're like, oh, where's my food source? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And that's why people, I know you're trying to be nice and kind and all the rest of it. It, you're only hurting them by doing that. Yeah. The only time we ever, we have a bird feeder, but the only time we ever put it out is if it's been like negative a billion and we're in a foot of snow for a year type situation. Right, exactly. You know, you know it's a slow news day. Tell us. When one of the headlines is President Trump is feuding with Bette Midler. Oh, gosh. Who cares? Well, I care deeply. Who gives a. Honest to God, Bet, you, you haven't had anything going in a while, but, you know, what? A, oh, this is kind of cold, though. <laughs> Donald Trump does like to run his mouth, doesn't he? God, he loves to run his mouth. Really does. President Trump has a packed schedule during his visit to the U.K., but he wasn't too busy to feud with Bette Midler on Tuesday night. He blasted the star as a, quote, washed-up psycho. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, is that wrong? Oh. Good God. He is something else. What happened to the world? Is what I, oh, yeah, he lo- he loves to run his mouth. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Well, she's a washed-up psychopath. Yeah. Uh, settle down, Donald. Donald. Dial it back. Everything will be good. Oh, take a boy. few breaths. Take a couple of deep breaths. Everything will just come back. Yeah. Uh, Gretchen Carlson, Minnesota's own. 
Anoka woman. She has stepped down as the chairwoman of Miss America. Uh, another shakeup at Miss America, they're calling it. But uh, I've talked to, to Gretchen several times. And I, actually, I know both her brothers. Uh, I don't know her, but I've talked to her many times, and she seemed to be very pleasant. Pageant officials got their wish. Gretchen Carlson stepped down as board chairwoman of the Miss America organization after more than a year. The former Fox News host and former Miss America says in a statement Wednesday that she has helped make the organization more relevant. She'll be replaced by Chantel Krebs, a former South Dakota Secretary of State. What? Nope. What does that got to have to do with Was she yeah. Miss America? That's... I I don't know. I Seems overqualified. Yeah, kind of does. Uh, <laughs> although, because because Gretchen Carlson actually was Miss America. That makes sense. So you know that being the chairwoman there makes sense. But although she'll no longer be a board member, Carlson will serve as an advisor to the board. <laughs> Carlson and CEO Regina Hopper took over leadership of the organization following an email scandal in which top male leadership denigrated former Miss Americas. But their own leadership of the organization was criticized by many state organizations. Indeed, all but five state pageant organizations had called on Carlson and Hopper to resign as of September. So, look, is this all coming to an end? Do you think beauty pageants are going to go? And I know they don't call them beauty pageants anymore, but they still are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're still beauty pageants, don't you think? Yes. Uh, Yeah. So you can whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, I haven't watched. Uh, I guess the last time I watched Miss America, I was probably 18 years old. That's what I'm thinking. It's been a while since I've seen the Miss America pageant, <laughs> if you know what I mean. You know, God bless them. They have talent and all the rest of it. And, you know, uh, I guess they're really pretty and all that stuff. So good for them. Yeah, I used to watch it when I was a kid with my mom because she... She was a hairstylist. Oh, yeah. So she wanted to see what the trendy hairstyle was because they kind of always set the tone for the sure. the year, the beauty pageants. Right. So I just remember sitting there. I'm like, why are we watching this? <laughs> watching women walk around is weird. I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of it. but Was that the Miss America or Miss UA contest <laughs> about 15, 20 years ago when the woman came out and started singing Al Jolson songs. She's singing, Mammy, Mammy. I'm like, what? This is what you chose to sing? You're singing Mammy, are you? Well, it is different. Well, it's different. You're absolutely right about that. It's very, very different. And uh, today, of course, the 51st anniversary of the shooting death of uh, Robert F. Kennedy. Uh, I don't. I didn't remember that it happened at like midnight or just before. Was it just before or just after midnight at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. I did not know either that Sirhan Sirhan used a twenty-two caliber pistol. Which, if you're going to kill someone, wouldn't you get a little more firepower than that? It was probably because it was small and discreet. Yeah, I know? suppose. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is just. Uh, you look back. I cannot believe that was fifty-one years ago. By the way, but. It is the anniversary today, so it's very, very sad. And that was a tough period because you, you, that was in 1968. 68, of course, uh, RFK got killed. Martin Luther King got killed. Malcolm X was killed. Was he killed in 68? I can't yes. remember. Or was it 67? When was it? It was 68 because he did the I Dream a Speech. No, on, I'm, on I'm the, talking about Malcolm X. Oh, Malcolm X. Oh. When was he killed? Andy, will you look up and see when Malcolm X died? Or you can look it up under Detroit Red. He died February 21st, 1965. 65, okay. Oh, so he died right after John F. Kennedy. About, yeah, about six months after John F. Kennedy. You said April? 
No, February 21st. February. Oh, so he only died 65. like three months after. Well, JFK got killed in 63, so it was about 15 months after JFK mm-hmm. was assassinated. Yeah, it started in 63 with JFK, and they just started willy-nilly assassinating <laughs> everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. JFK, and then it was Malcolm X, and then it was Martin Luther King Jr., and then it was uh, Robert F. Kennedy, and then it was, and he had just picked up, I think, California and one other state, Oregon maybe? Maybe Oregon. Uh, uh, he, he had been picked as the next presidential candidate by the Democrats in California. I think it was Oregon. But Sirhan Sirhan just walked up and shot him in the head. Well, and he even had attempt assassinations. I mean, George Wallace Absolutely. was shot. Um, <clears throat> God, who else? That guy that used to run the Hustler, that porno guy, oh, what was his name? Uh, what the hell was his name again? He ended up in a wheelchair, I think. Yeah, from Hustler Magazine. I, don't, I don't no even, idea. I have no La- idea. Uh, Flint. Larry Flint. Larry Flint. Yeah, exactly. Is he still alive? Probably no, not. No, I think he died. I think he probably did die. Yeah. But yeah, he was, a, he was a, in a wheelchair the rest of his life after that shooting. Uh, the guy who ran the American Nazi Party, what was his name? He got assassinated. I mean, everybody, they were assassinating everybody back then, and that's why, to tell you the truth, with the way things are going right now, I do get concerned about that because, man, the nut jobs are re- getting more nuts by the minute, and it, it really feels like the mid-60s again. Oh, my God, Larry Flynn's still alive. He is? Yes. Oh He's 76 God. years old. <laughs> He's only 76? Yeah. What, when did he get uh, shot? Uh, let's see if it shows on here. Let's go ahead. Oh, this was probably in the 70s or something, wasn't it? I don't remember. But yeah, that whole period from 1963 all the way through 1968-69, people were assassinated. They started burning metro areas to the ground. Minneapolis, North Minneapolis was burned all along Plymouth Avenue. Uh, Detroit was burned, Los Angeles. I mean, and it kind of feels that way again, because I was only, you know, 11 years old when JFK was assassinated. But this time feels very much like that time. We do have to take a break. We'll be right back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. 
or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Nothing gets better than a little Marvin Gaye. I think this was like the anthem of the mid-60s to late 60s. Yeah. I listened to this album over and over and over again when it came out. One of the greatest albums ever recorded, What's Going On is the name of the album. Mm -hmm. And this is the song, What's Going On, but a lot of great songs on that album. He was shot. And he was shot by his own dad. (laughs) That's right, his own father killed him. Hey, you got in a little argument over cash on the barrel head, and his old man ends up shooting and killing him. A lot, of, a lot of gun violence back in the 60s and 70s, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Just so amazing. All right, Cassie, Andy, Alex, don't be tearing up because uh-huh. I do have to read this story. Can't this promise is, anything. This is really, really a sad story. And basically, you know, I, I just kind of railed on the far left for the homelessness problem that they're helping to create by encouraging people to be, oh, you go out and try, see what it feels like to be homeless. That's not what homelessness feels like. If you're volunteering to do it, that doesn't give you a true feel. So I would say the same thing about the far right in this situation with their, um, you know, the abortion rule does not include, or it does include, excuse me, rape and incest. Why you would force a 12-year-old girl to have a baby who was raped by her own father, I will never understand why you'd want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if that was a situation there. I just saw the headline, but, yeah, she was, a, she was sexually assaulted at 11 and then raped at 14. After years of struggling and fighting, it's over. So reads a Dutch teen's sad last post on Saturday on her Instagram account, noting she'd stopped eating and drinking and would soon be free from unbearable suffering. The Washington Post reports on the right-to-die case of 17-year-old Noah Pothoven, who suffered from PTSD, depression, and anorexia after being sexually assaulted at age 11, then raped at 14. Noah's sister confirmed her death Sunday with the Australian reporting. Noah died at her Arnhem home after saying goodbye to family and friends. Noah wrote that her decision wasn't impulsive, made only after many conversations and assessments. It's not clear whether Noah had the help of any doctors in dying. Noah kept her sexual assault secret for years from her parents out of fear and shame per her an autobiography, she wrote. Her mom finally found out what uh, she'd been through when she found goodbye letters Noah had written, so her mother didn't even know what she had been through. Noah had sought doctor's assistance last year at the Hague's end-of-life clinic without her parents' knowledge and was rejected. Her mom and dad had hoped she'd change her mind. Her father told a Dutch paper that, she, that they wished Noah would see bright spots in life again. Perhaps fall in love or learn to discover what life is worth, that, that life is worth living, per the New York Post. In the Netherlands, which legalized euthanasia in 2001, kids as young as 12 can seek assisted suicide. Though they're, uh, until they're 17, they'll need parental okay. And like all euthanasia seekers, must demonstrate hopeless and unbearable suffering. In the U.S., seven states and the District of Columbia permit uh, assisted suicide, though patients have to take life-ending drugs themselves. New Jersey is set to join that list starting August 1st. I did not know that, that seven U.S. states allow assisted suicide. Did you know that? I didn't either. I had no idea where that that would be. Um, I wonder if there's a list of the seven states. Yeah, I I think this is the list of the seven states, the District of Columbia. Um, Yeah, not surprising. Every one of them is a very liberal state. Uh, You know, because I don't see conservatives, given that the 
the nod, you know what I mean? Uh, it's uh, Washington, Oregon, California, well, Montana. Montana's not that liberal. Uh, Colorado, New, uh, is that Vermont? I can never remember which one's Vermont and which one is New Hampshire because they look the same except one's upside down. Yeah. <laughs> so I can never remember which one is which. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say. Hawaii apparently is also on that list, but uh, it's so sad, this whole situation. Once again, you had, you, you assault, sexually assaulted an 11-year-old kid. What the hell is wrong with you? Seriously, I, I just, um, I don't know. How do you get to that point where you think it's okay to prey on a child? You guys get that? Well, more than likely, they were preyed upon when well, they were children. And, it, they it, say, you know, yeah. and it's just kind of a bad cycle. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very, very sad. This poor girl had no shots from the time she was 11. I mean, yeah, these people obviously have some past trauma. You're not just born like, oh, I'm going to be a no, child exactly. molester. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Doesn't make it right, obviously. No, I understand. It's, yeah, I don't know. I remember there was some article that I saw about um, child molestation, like that being a sexual preference, like somebody being homosexual. Mm -hmm. That molesting children is a sexual preference? That like they're, that it's wired in your brain to have a preference for children. Mm -hmm. Is that like NAMBLA? Is NAMBLA trying to claim that? I, North American man, North American man, boy, love is. What I want to say yes. I, I think, think they, they were the ones that yeah. kicked that off, saying that it was a sexual <clears throat> preference. It's not. Uh, no. <clears throat> man, boy, love. What is this group? I've never heard of this oh, in NAMBLA's my life. NAMBLA's been around a long time. How is that a legal group? Actually, actually South, South Park did a take on it. That was pretty <laughs> cool. But a guy comes in, he goes. God, I finally got into NAMBLA. The guy goes, what? He goes, yeah, I finally got into the group NAMBLA. The guy says, you're in the North American Man-Boy Love Club? And he goes, no, North American Marlon Brando lookalikes. <laughs> <laughs> hence Val Kilmer. Yeah, hence Val Kilmer, exactly. So, I don't know. I see that Empire uh, is not going to bring Jussie Smollett back. His career is pretty uh, much over. Oh, yeah. You got to be really happy with your your choices there, Jussie. Trying yep. to make yourself a big name by pinning stuff on uh, racism and white people and the president, and none of it was true. Faking a hate crime's not yeah. not great. Well, I can't believe that they contemplated maybe bringing him back. I'm like, that oh, is really? just like poison to your show. Well, yeah. the, that was the actors that wanted him back, the producers and director and all. Oh, those, they I, did not want him back. Yeah, because I heard like some of the actors said that they won't come back if he doesn't, and right. I'm just like, why would you want somebody like? that on the show it just doesn't it, it's poison to the show and now the show's yeah. been canceled there's one mm -hmm. more season oh really six, yeah six season and they, it, that that'll be the end of it some good people on there i mean terrence howard is nuts but he's a hell of a good actor mm -hmm. and then you got uh taraji p henson and she's terrific mm -hmm. she was what was that point of interest or person of interest or well, see, she said her actually her career started off in movies, and then she transferred over to TV, which is. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because she was um, she was in a lot of uh, she was in Baby Boy. She was. Oh, in, really? Uh, what was that one with Terrence? What's his name? Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Hustle. Oh where yeah. Where he's that rapper? Yeah. Yeah, she was in that. I mean, she's been in so many movies, and then she kind of expanded over into TV. Normally, it's the other way around. But yeah, that's very true. Mm -hmm. 
It usually is the other way around. But Empire uh, has one more season to go, but Jussie Smollett won't be in it. Co-creator Lee Daniels quashed all speculation about the character Jamal Lyon, or Leon, I don't know how he pronounces it, would feature in the sixth season in a Tuesday tweet. Responding to a Variety exclusive about Smollett's rumored return, Daniels wrote, This is not factual. Jussie will not be returning to Empire. If you're wondering if Smollett's legal situation played a part, Deadline Source says yes saying Fox and the producers are, just didn't feel like Smollett could slip back into the show. There's no way he could. Mm-hmm. Variety notes that a number of cast members, among them Taraji P. Henson, Terrence Howard, and Gabori Sadibi, made a plea for Smollett to remain part of the storyline, their April letter stating that together as a united front we stand with Jussie Smollett and ask that our co-star, brother and friend, be brought back for our sixth season of Empire. CNN notes that the show is filmed in Chicago and flags Daniel's April comment that the friction between Smollett and city officials, the city has sued the actor in an attempt to recoup the money spent investigating his claim. He was attacked in January by men in MAGA hats, was causing a dilemma. Uh, Smollett was written out of the final episodes of season five. Yeah, they even went so far as to claim that there were white guys in blackface. I mean, Jesse, why don't you push it? A, why don't you push the envelope a little harder? Well, he ruined his life. He did. He ended up ruining his life. <clears throat> Moron. But you know the problem is these guys and women get such huge egos in these things. And look, I understand it's. It was a. a I guess the show was pretty big, wasn't it? I don't know. If, was it top twenty? I, I would guess it probably was. I'm not sure. I, I've is. never watched an episode of it. So I haven't I... either. Isn't it about the rap business? Yeah. yeah I got like, no interest in that yeah. at all. Don't care. Worst imitation of music I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, All right, Alex, you know about real estate. Do I? Yes, you do. Okay. Jeff Bezos just bought uh, a condo in New York, 17,000 square feet. How much did it cost him? Probably upwards of $40 million. I was going to say like $50 million. Keep going. Wow. $100 million. Drop down a little. Eighty million. You got it. Eighty million bucks on a seventeen thousand square. Foot. Apparently, it's like five stories. What? <laughs> yes, they're like like three thousand foot deals, and there are five of them. Or so. I don't know. Well, Why do like, you need that? Because he's Jeff Bezos. Here's the know. thing: if I had all the money in the world, like Jeff Bezos, yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I'd be like it's more to clean, more to. Man, I mean, he's obviously not cleaning anything. No. But I just, there's no money in the world that would make me want to have that type of living situation. Yeah, I understand that, absolutely. It's just like, why? Uh, no, thanks. Uh, you're right. Jeff Bezos is living the high life, according to a source uh, who spoke to the Wall Street Journal. The billionaire Amazon founder is about to finalize a deal to purchase three condos at 212 Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. So, yeah, three different condos. That he's going to turn into one big condo. Uh-huh. Uh, specifically, he's buying the penthouse and two units directly below it for $80 million. It sounds amazingly swank. The penthouse is three floors. Yeah, so it is five floors. Wow. Uh, and has its own private elevator. If combined with two units below into a single home, as source tells New York Post, it will be. It will be more than 17,000 square feet and have a dozen bedrooms and large terraces. The 24-story building, which dates back to 1912, was originally used for manufacturing. It is near Madison Square Park. It was converted to condos just uh, four years ago, or three and a half years ago. If closed, it will be the second largest deal closed this year in New York and the priciest ever New York City deal south of 42nd Street. 
according to an appraiser. The residents are all buzzing about it. One of the Post sources says they are so excited to have him as a neighbor because it means their apartment prices will go up. Bezos uh, also owns homes in California, Texas, Washington State, and Washington, D.C. If you're super rich, cultural, interesting, and well-traveled, you have to have a place in New York. It's on the must list, a real estate brokerage president tells Bloomberg. You know what's amazing about Jeff Bezos? While he implemented it very well, none of this was an original idea. Isn't that amazing? He made $130 billion or whatever it is now. And none of it was an original idea. He basically took the Sears catalog and made it digital. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what he did. Montgomery Ward was the first one to invent catalog sales. That they would, they would ship the goods to your house, including houses, by the way. Yeah. They yep. would actually ship houses to be built. Prefab. Uh, and then Sears took that idea and kind of buried Montgomery Ward with it. And then the same thing happened to Sears with Amazon. They took a digital and buried Sears. Now Sears is pretty much out of business, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Left. I I don't know. I th- I keep hearing that they're going bankrupt and they're closing stores, but yet I still see Sears. I'm oh, I'm just you? I think Sears should just downsize and just sell tools and become like a hardware store. Yeah. Cuz people like when they want to buy lawnmowers and yeah. you know stuff like that, they like to go and get it. They don't mm-hmm. like to order that kind of stuff no. online and I think they would be more successful if that's what they would do cuz they sell the Craftsman line of tools, which is a high-quality tool that yeah. Yeah. everybody uses. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's sad. I, yeah, just, I, I don't understand it either. I, I really don't understand why people go that route. But I mean, I love the catalogs. I prefer, actually, a catalog over looking online. Really? Yeah. yeah, you know, doing well, that's what Sears should have done. Mm-hmm. It should have kept its catalog but then built a digital segment. Mm-hmm. Once this thing even started to take off, I I just don't think it's a good idea to. Uh, well, wasn't it the like CEO of Sears that they somebody went to them and they were like, you should go online, mm-hmm, you should do everything, right. and he was like, no, the internet's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing happening on the internet. Just, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I remember as a kid, like all and all my cousins, every time we got like the J.C. Penney's Christmas catalog yeah. or something, we'd go in and circle oh, the yeah. stuff we wanted for Christmas yeah. and put our name by it. Oh yeah, we would leave it on the table for, you know, yep. give Santa this so he knows what we want. Oh, so yeah. um, I don't know. It's just one of those. It's one of those nostalgic things. I think yeah. that our generation loves that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. See, my kids have no idea what that is. Well, do your kids come to you and go, send Santa this digital alert? Oh, no. I, <laughs> text this to Santa. Text yeah. this to Santa. I, t- I, tell, I tell my youngest son, I go, I email Santa. Oh, there you your go. Your Christmas list. There you go. So it gets it. to him faster. <laughs> do you think they'll someday wipe out Christmas because it's just too damn Christian? I hope not. No, you can't. They'll try. They'll try. I guarantee you they're going to try to wipe it all out. It, no, there's no way. There's too much money in it. Eh, you might be right. We'll be back a couple of minutes with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges, 
homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislandall.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's to this song. Oh, you did? You yep, we're black wig <laughs> and red sequins. Oh, my God. It was a look. Yeah, it was quite the look there. You're Don't you remember right. that, Dad? No, all right. Oh, some of my Andy does. Some which of my is figure skating outfits. Oh, Ooh. God, I know. I was just so at I Once bet, Upon yeah. a Child, the, like, kids' consignment store, looking for a leotard for Fawn because she starts... She's doing, like, a summer ballet class for a couple mm-hmm. weeks. And some of the outfits that were, I was like, my gosh, <laughs> this is interesting. It all works out in the end. Yes, very interesting. Numerous in-depth reports on climate change have failed to show in just how dire uh, a predicament humans find themselves, essentially inches from total destruction. According to a new paper from climate researchers, uh, one a former fossil fuel executive. Oh, so you're trying to make up for your misdeeds now? Mm-hmm. Are you an expert on climate change now that you poison the air? Yeah. I just love people like that. Well, I made millions poison in the air, but now I'm all for getting rid of it. Yeah, you already got your money. Why would you care? They write that there is a high likelihood of human civilization coming to an end with the planet warming two degrees Celsius per ABC News. What is that, about five or six degrees Fahrenheit? Human civilization is going to be wiped out because of that extra five degrees. I don't think that's... Well, it's like Ralph Basham said, oh my God, that means that Minneapolis will end up with Kansas City's weather. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Look, we want a clean planet. Nobody, I think, would argue that. We all want a clean planet. But let me just point something out to you. All the people that just cannot let climate change leave their mind for one second are the very same people allowing people to take a dump in our streets and spread garbage everywhere. Mm -hmm. You can't have it both ways. You can't support both ideas. And by the way, in 1970, I remember, I was 18 years old, And people are on TV saying, if we don't do something today, we'll all have to wear gas masks by 1980 to even survive. Wow. That's a fact. They said that, yeah, 1980, the planet's going to come to an end and we'll all suffocate. Well, for some reason, they think every time they come out with a new report that says humanity's going to all be dead in 10 minutes. I know. And then it doesn't happen. They think that the solution is to do the same thing, but even harder. As if, like, yeah, right. they, if they just say it over and over, then people will eventually start believing it. But yeah. every time it doesn't happen, it discredits them. But they don't seem to care about that part. Well, see, and once again, I would like to live in a much cleaner uh, planet. 
uh, much cleaner air. But I'm not the one allowing people to poop in the streets and throw garbage everywhere just so they'll vote for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's disgusting. You can't have it both ways. Um, so according to a new paper from climate researchers, uh, one of former fossil fuel executive, they write that there is a high likelihood of human civilization coming to an end with the planet warming two degrees Celsius. But unless people and governments accept climate change and get to work to solve it immediately, there will be three degrees of warming by the year 2050, uh, reads the analysis by Australia's Breakthrough Nation, a National Center for Climate Restoration. In this scenario, all of the world's ice sheets disappear. The Amazon rainforest, one of the world's largest carbon offsets, is largely destroyed, and almost one-third of all land surface becomes desert. How much is it now? How much of the land surface is... I thought about one-third of the land surface already was desert. Well, the Sahara is alone. I think... I'm not sure. I believe the Sahara is nearly the size of North America. Uh, it, well, there you go, a situation where Phoenix is in a desert. The Sahara is 3.6 million square miles. Three point, that's, no, that's not that much. Though. Continental U.S. size. Uh, nope, that is bigger than the continental U.S. It is? 3.6 million square, oh, square I miles. Think. Okay, yes. yeah, I'm sorry. That, that, yeah, I should have paid attention there. I said it's not that big, and I was like, it's not. It's <laughs> big. Yeah, it's quite big, That's actually. really so the, large. The hair is already bigger in the continental United States. Yes, by, Inside, yeah. by 400,000 square miles. And there's desert in how many states in the United States? Well, California, see. Nevada, Arizona. New Mexico. New Mexico. Let's see, up pro- 29. Deserts already are one-third of the Earth's land well, mass. That's what I thought. Well, there I you thought go. I'd heard that before. Up to one-third could be desert. Well, they already are. <laughs> so I don't know who's doing your research for you. Almost, it says here, almost one-third of all land surface becomes desert. So we're going to get less desert? Well, desert is a land <clears> surface. <throat> that's true. Do they not include that? Uh, you need to do more homework. Anyone who says that humanity is going to be wiped out within the next, like, two decades because of yeah. slight warming, you can just ignore them. That's true. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Oh, there's no a lot of money to be made. these people seriously once again, knows what the hell they're talking about. Once again, tons of money can be made, though. I mean, Al Gore, he made, what, $400 bucks off of that... Uh, I'm wearing... What I loved about him was when he did speeches about the, the climate and how horrible it Remember he claimed he saw fish trying to swim in the streets of Miami? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, you didn't hear that? Yeah, he claimed that fish, I was in Miami and fish were swimming down the street. Well, look who showed up for work. <laughs> really? How did that happen? decided a little, to, a little oh, an hour. A little late. It's an hour late. Oh, my late. God. Tiny, tiny bit late. Um, okay. So are the... It doesn't read an additional one-third of the planet's surface or land surface will be desert. They're saying one-third of the land surface will be desert, and already is more than that. Where so, are we talking? What? Oh, we're just talking about climate change oh. and, and how the, we have to do something today or we're all going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me run this by you, Catherine. I said, here's the deal. You're the people who say that if we don't clean up the environment, we are going to all die, everybody's going to suffer mightily, and we'll all be dead. Well, These are the same people that allow homeless people to take a dump in the streets and throw their garbage <laughs> everywhere. Well, I don't know if environmentalists are in charge of the homeless. <laughs> well, it's the same people politically. Well, 
It absolutely is. I understand that. But, I mean, we do need clean water and we need clean air. Otherwise, we could die. It's Mm -hmm. true. That is true. I don't want to die. Got to have clean water. Got to have clean air. I agree with that. And what do we, you and I live very clean lives. Neither one of us smoke cigarettes or anything like that. Technically, we drive cars. Yeah, what, 2,000 miles a year? We don't drive cars a lot. No, we don't. We Um, do not drive cars a lot. And we drive cars that are environmentally friendly if there is such a thing well let me put it this way so we try we recycle we recycle my I've car got my refillable water bottle and she does she has a refillable water bottle my car my mustang is almost eight years old right mm-hmm. almost eight years old i have i believe twenty-eight thousand miles on it well you and, bought it used and i bought it used and i think it already had like fourteen thousand miles mm-hmm. so in the last i bought that four years ago right right so I think it had, I think it had like 12, 14, 15,000 miles on it. 14,000 miles I think it had on it. So I put on another four or 15,000 miles in four. Yeah, so I drive about three or 4,000 miles a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is, so you're basically talking 250, 250 miles a month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I trust crap ton. Yeah, you do, because you don't have any other <clears throat> way of getting around. Yeah. I mean, if everybody <clears throat> had... Safe, inexpensive public transportation. People would generally take that. I, I think you and I do when we're in Florida. Yes, we take the Bright Line all the time. We do, but we don't have anything that's that safe in Minnesota. No. we allow people to ride it and attack other people and beat the piss out of them with pipes and all the rest. When you can't have it both ways. No, like living can't. where I live, you can't, there's no way of getting no. anywhere. No, well, they're, if built, I took they're building the a line out to. The Southwest Rail, yeah. yeah. Out to Eden Prairie. But yeah. then I'd have to drive right. 15 minutes out yeah. of my way. To I don't know go. where the stations are going so to it's be. Like, I don't either. I don't I know, but Eden Prairie is at least 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes away. So it's like I'd have to drive 10 minutes to yeah. go You wouldn't 15. save any. It yeah. wouldn't make any. No. Yeah. You know how much I would love to hop a train and come over here every day? I'd yeah. love to do that. Or a train up to Duluth train or up something. To Duluth. That used would be, be. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I took my family up when I was like 24. I had just started doing pretty well in the you know, record business and all that stuff and voiceover and all that. So I took my family up to Duluth. We rode a train up uh, during Christmas. It was, we would go along the, you know, the entire eastern border of Minnesota. Well, it's not an eastern border once you get out of Twin Cities, I guess. But um, we go up there, and you wouldn't believe how beautiful it was. I bet. The snow and the trees and the Christmas lights all the way up to Duluth. Mm-hmm. It was, but they, I don't think they do that anymore, do they? Fairy tale. Well, and... It takes a thousand years to travel by train now. Like Which it didn't used to, yeah. Yeah, I went to Chicago years ago. Dan and I went and we're like, oh, maybe we could take a train there. That'd be kind of fun. And it took like a day and a half to get there mm-hmm. on a train. Yeah, we do have train so travel, but it's and, not yeah. something you're going to no. be yes. able to do in a hurry. Well, no. Not to mention in places like Minnesota, if any sort of public thing like that, you need to do something about the fact that most people are horrible. But to do that, <laughs> well, first you have to lying? acknowledge that, and well, Minnesota will never happen. acknowledge no. that. No. Like, so, I mean, look at the blue line and the green line. They're yeah. super dangerous, and no one can use them, but Minnesota won't do anything about it because they would have to admit that there are problem people there. Yeah. Yeah. They well, never, like, ever will. It's nope. like the bus that goes from Chicago to Minneapolis back and forth, yeah. the mega bus. Well, it's like, only the it's, first week of the month you know, to collect welfare benefits, even yeah. though you live in Chicago. Yeah. It's like if you want to ride that, that's a good way to get murdered. Yeah, I would like think everybody, so. I have a friend that lives in Chicago, and she's done it a few times, and she's like, I 
I don't make it. <laughs> if I don't you were make on, it. You were on jury duty for a bus stabbing or something. Shooting. Right? Shooting. Yeah, in bus North, shooting. Yeah, in North Minneapolis. Yeah. In North Minneapolis. Oh, was that the one where the kid was deaf and he was he was signing? No. And the people thought he was gang signing, so no, they shot and he, killed him? So there's this kid. He was like 18. Right. So technically an adult. Which is ridiculous to me because mm. I look at eighteen-year-olds and I'm like, "You are, you are a, a tiny newborn child. <laughs> human. You shouldn't be allowed to drag. Barely it. can walk. <laughs> what is going on?" Um, but yeah, you. So he, it was this kid, and then his girlfriend had a child. Oh, that's with right. <clears throat> another kid, guy, whatever, and. So they didn't like each other, and they were both on the same bus. And on purpose? No, I don't know if it was on purpose. I yeah. I don't know. I got kicked off before. Oh, you did? Yeah. Why'd you get kicked off? Because of my views on guns. What'd you say? I said I wish that guns weren't a thing and we could all just get along. Oh, you can't say and that. And they kicked me off. <laughs> they gave you the boot. Yep, they gave me the boot. Um, so so I, I didn't attorney. even. Yeah, I didn't even make it to the trial. No. I was like on the, there was ha- half of the people were picked to go well, to the trial. Well, now everybody knows how to get off a jury that has anything <clears throat> to do with weapons. With shooting. And I actually <laughs> wanted to be on it. I was like, you know, I've spent this much time. I might as well see it through. And they're like, it'll probably take four days for it to, you know, whatever. And um, I was like, I want to do it. Like, I'm here. I want to be part of that. I want to see the process. But yeah, they kicked me out. You know, it's funny. But, yeah, but they, the guy, the kid shot the other kid and yeah. paralyzed him. Yeah, right. And yeah. he was found not guilty. And don't they call that bus line the bloody something? I don't even. There's yeah, it's like, yeah, it was like some he got line. acquitted. Yeah, I don't know. He shot him. Yeah, there was something about, like, yeah, and he oh, was God, like an 18-year-old running around with a gun that you know he didn't have legally. Ugh. And he had a record, too. Oh, good. So yeah, in what we different were. states as well. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I was a stand-up citizen. That's Minneapolis for you. Yeah. yeah. It was really funny because I got called to jury duty once, and it said to call in. They sent me the notice that I was being going to be put on a jury. Yeah, they do yeah, because, that. Yeah, because then they tell you if you need to come in. Yeah, it, yeah. You, yeah. If you don't get called in in three days, you're off, and you don't yep. even have to go down there. Yeah, it's I got hilarious. called in on the third day. I was like, no. Well, I called in to them. And the woman said, okay, what's your name? I said, Tom Bernard. She goes, Tom Bernard from KQ? And I said, yes. And she goes, there ain't no way you're getting on a jury. (laughs) Because apparently... My, my personal opinions kind of come flowing out. Yeah. I seem to always well, get on a jury. You do. Yeah. Always. For the longest <laughs> period of time. I always, That's always, how, I know. always get on a That's jury. That's like Dan's Aunt Laura, too. She's like, your mom and I have the same, I don't know what system we're in, but she's been on a jury like four times. And her husband, honest. I don't know. And her husband was never on a jury. Yeah, it was I like. I love the last one you were on, or not the last one, the first one you were on for the double murder. The guy writes me a letter after he's found guilty saying it was my fault that I he know, was found guilty. I know, and still guilty. they didn't let me off the jury. You think that since, yeah, you like know. Yeah, he knew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm like, I should I get was. off where the, you lived yes. and who you were married to. Yeah. Unbelievable. It it's your ridiculous. fault that I got thrown God. in prison. Well, the, this kid that got acquitted, it was because of the charges. Oh, it was a... Oh, the prosecutor screwed mm, up by... Yeah. Oh, it was like right? attempted murder, I think, is what Well, if you shoot somebody, with. it's pretty much attempted murder. And it was not... Murder. I don't know, but yeah, it was... Mm. 
something yeah, else. Like, yeah, it was the charges were <sighs> wrong, and so he got acquitted. So let's be very clear. Of course we want a clean planet, but I wish everybody would step up right now and do it. Catherine <laughs> and I have for how many years now? And constantly screaming about how we're all going to die isn't going to do no, it. No, it's not. Because you've been doing that. They're trying to create. See, this is, but this is what everybody has to understand. All these people that have gone through college and they've got their marketing or they've got their attorneys or whatever. Right. They, uh, everybody has to create this sense of urgency. Yeah, they do. So they make everybody panic so that we'll do something. That's, That's exactly what they what think it is. they're doing. It's a bad idea. We'll be back in just a few minutes for hour two with the family.